Welcome to the 15th episode of the Bruisers Podcast. I'm David Foreman. This is Lisa Kerwin from New Belgium, Andy Kepshire from Revolution, and this is brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. We're going to start off here uh, with Lisa. She's got these great drinks for us today. Uh, a little bit of uh, mural with some agave, uh, tahine on the rim. I think there's a little tequila in here too. There's yeah. maybe a little You're not messing around at all it's today. It's a beer cocktail. I mean, what makes it the cocktail, right? We're going strong right off the That's bat it. right That's now. It. So uh, taking it easy. Andy, what do you think? I'm digging it. Yeah. That man. tahini, actually, a little bit of spice in there. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, you make that drink look pretty manly, though. Uh, <laughs> so. There's no way. It is pink, but it definitely brings a little bit of a, a different essence with the tahini. It is. It's good, though. I mean, this sipping on tequila. How do you go wrong, right? You can't. Like Beers. sipping this on the patio. Right. No it's problem. Fruity. It's fruity. Got booze in it? What's wrong? That's right. It's perfect. That's right. It marks all the boxes, checks them all. Check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with Lisa. Um, you've been in the beer industry for about how long now? 29 years. Started well, when I was like veteran. 12. <laughs> 12, uh, huh? Yeah. yeah no. just, how, how did we start with that? Yeah. Like just slinging? Yeah, no, I just, um, I was actually in Okinawa, Japan, and that's kind of where I started with a um, husband who was in the military and started uh, representing some of the local Miller Brewing Company I products. I never knew this. How did I, I never I know I don't this? know. I don't know. See, there's just so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started doing that and then kind of made my way when I came back to the States. I was uh, a merchandiser for distributor, local distributor, and then kind of worked my way to a couple distributors and then uh, started with uh, Line and Kugel Brewing Company in the back in the day and when Chicago first had their first set of reps. and. Uh, yeah, just kind of worked my way all the way to New Belgium here. So in New Belgium's employee-owned. Um, we haven't really t- touched much on that in this uh, in the Bruisers podcast. So um, I mean, we don't have to get too in depth yeah. on that, but like the benefits of that must be great. And, uh, well, it's incredible. It's you know, you, I think the standpoint and the culture from New Belgium's standpoint is you know if. Uh, if it's your own, you're gonna make the shit work, right? You're gonna like, take a lot more pride. You're in gonna it, take for more sure. pride in it. You're gonna do the right thing. You're gonna, you know, uh, do what you need to do to make things uh, successful. So, right. um, I think that's amazing, and I think that's kind of what we all try to do every day. Um, bottom line, and um, yeah, so we've been employee-owned um, ever since we were created. It's we're going on our 10-year anniversary here in Chicago, wow. or excuse me, in Indiana. Yep. Uh, Chicago just kind of surpassed that, but yeah, um, 10 years in Indiana, and uh, I've been with them for. 13 years, so, yeah. Yeah, 10, wow. ten years since the fat tire dropped. So, yeah. Yeah, so so we're not leaving Andy out over oh, here. No. Maybe, but uh, how long have you uh, been in this industry? It's been quite a while for you, too. I'll say we're going seven, eight years now. Very good. And where, who did you start with? Um, I actually started working at Wise Guys around here. Oh, nice. So, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, I worked there oh, for a few know. months. Uh, started merchandising for a local distributor after that. And spent about shit, four and a half years there. Did you uh, did you have much interest in the craft at that time, or is that it... is all I cared about? Oh, okay. I was the obnoxious <laughs> craft beer nerd. <laughs> You're just um, on beer advocate every day. I kicked off a couple times. Um, <laughs> anyways, we don't speak of that. No, yeah. um, no, but I, I was the guy that we hate now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I fixed that turn, quick. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> See, that's how I had to back away from the stuff like that for a little bit because everybody, when the boom was going on and there were so many people that just felt like they were justified in sharing in yeah. the glory that was happening just because you're like, oh, I like this beer. Uh, I like how this, t-, and you had an opinion about it. So yeah. like people felt like they could have a little bit more of a, uh, an entitlement to saying or stating their opinion. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's not the right reason of why why we got into it, but for me it was always that camaraderie of like sitting around the table, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like today, um, having somebody come up with something and uh, sharing it and being excited about it. But that that's kind of what got me into the whole craft beer movement. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on with you with the 10 year anniversary, um, and I saw something. I think it was a couple days ago about the fat tire bike. Mm-hmm. What are, what's the story behind that thing? Well, so the fat tire cruiser is kind of what we're known for, and obviously our logo. Um, but we actually are giving away mm-hmm. a. Oh, you got it on there, hat. There. I think so. We have yeah. a uh, fat tire cruiser that we give away for our 10 year anniversary, um, and it's all text to win because it's Indiana and state laws. But uh, yeah, if you go to our local industry, our distributor's website, Two One Nine Beer, um, you can kind of enter to win uh, one of our fat tire cruisers. So awesome. the story behind that, real quick, was when our um, the guy that created Jeff Labash, who created New Belgium, was over in Belgium, and he was kind of just going around, kind of doing his research on Belgian beers, and wanted to go home and homebrew. Um, he was riding his bike through the countryside in Belgium, and going from brewery to brewery, and these were Trappist breweries at the time, and. Um, he had this big fat tire bike, the big fat tire, you know, wheels. Right. So he'd go and they were like, you know, it was your Europe. So right. they were obviously into the little skinny tires. Skinny right, wheels. the 10 speeds. They're like, oh, what, who's that American guy riding around with his fat tire bike? So he kept hearing that and came back and in honor of that trip and kind of his, you know, knowledge and everything that he gained, he decided to brew a beer and he called it fat tire in honor of that trip. So, you know, his family and friends were like, you're out of your mind gonna go anywhere fat tire wants to drink a beer called fat tire and this is you know in the 90s so um yeah and that's here we are you know yeah it started a revolution for sure it was crazy um i remember first being introduced to that beer and it was like unlike anything else um just the kind yeah Yeah, i just just didn't really taste anything other than yellow beer at that time (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) at that time no i hadn't really been uh, too much experience in the whole craft movement Mm -hmm. so i was still refining the palate i guess uh trying to figure out what i liked and what i didn't and now nowadays i you know unfortunately i mean i don't think that i'm more drawn to the fat tire style i'm more drawn to different styles of because fat tire even though it is an easy drinking beer there's so many more like there's session beers there's sure. stuff like this that are starting to come yeah. out that is a yeah. little more crisp and easy and lighter on the palate and just you know on the porch sipping so um but over to andy here we're talking about we're drinking out of these crazy glasses uh these are one of my favorite glasses that i've ever gotten these are from andy uh, we're like cross branding here. Yeah. Lisa's already going to steal them, yeah, but sure. uh, this is part of the Deepwood series. Uh, we do have Andy brought something from the Deepwood series. This is the uh, Death by Currents or Death by Currents. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that beer? And uh, so that beer is really fun. Um, we've got a handful of variants we do with uh, the Death Star and like all of our Deepwood series every year. Last year or uh, prior to us um, coming out with because that's 2018's batching yeah. prior to us coming out with that we actually had a little uh, competition at the brewery where we uh, dropped some fruit in D-Star and kind of I'm not sure if we randled it or how exactly we did it but 
you know, put it to a vote by inviting people to this party and, hey, vote on which one of these you want this next year. And the Deep by Currents is what took it. And I think it came out awesome. It's um, very unique. Uh, very unique. I've had the, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to try it in a couple different ways, you know, like by keg or in yeah. and out of the can. And, uh, I mean, it's just a different level of a barrel-aged... Um, it's it's sweet up front, but like a welcoming sweetness, and then like yeah. the taste on the finishes. What's the ABV on that? I believe we're at thirteen six on this one. Oh um, Can we try it? Easy are drinking. Gonna, are we gonna drink it? I won't say no. <laughs> I'm gonna put this down right yeah. now. Oh, it down. Thirteen <laughs> percent are up. By the way, it's like seven p.m. on a Friday, so we're not just drinking at um, eleven <laughs> ten uh, on a on a Monday morning or anything. I don't know, this is how my regular morning, <laughs> Monday mornings go. I don't know about so you guys, but... Monday mornings, yeah. Holy dessert. Yeah. That, sounds, that smells amazing. Yeah. Look at so that. Look at that brown, like, when we had the, I had this at uh, Black Wednesday, right? We got this for Cheers. Cheers. Black Wednesday. Yeah, so and, uh, you and I did a barrel aged event not long after that. Biodegradable plastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's just as phenomenal as I remember. Good Lord. Okay. In a can, Delicious. too. Like, I just, I always feel like when I drink beers like this, um, you know, because I'm so used to our sour program and we have everything in a can and Cajun cork and, um, you just, you can't, you can't discount the fact that this beer is made in a can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, cans have always had kind of that bad, you know, everyone kind of looks at can as a cheaper beer and, and I think craft world yeah. has kind of changed that a lot with the fact that everybody's canning and you get some quality, big ABV, chewy, yummy beers in a can. Like, this is amazing. Well, in the whole Deepwood series is becoming known for that can. And like, I mean, four packs are, people are going nuts for those. I mean, even uh, one of my favorites was probably the Code Switch. That little oh, that collab, was so good. Yeah, I think people I slept that. on that one a little bit, and so. then it just came out just swinging. It was such a good beer, and it's normally not a beer that I would be um, into. I think for yeah. my palate, but then, you know, I gave it the first try, and it was probably what I had been drinking that night or whatever. And then revisited it, tried another one, and it was like started out with it. Oh my god! And the, it's complex. It has a lot of like different notes to it but yeah. really well done and the whole deepwood series like the stuff that's coming out the vsoj um deeth tar uh cafe deeth all of yeah. those i mean cafe deeth and the vanilla deeth are probably going to be my top two faves on this but this that, this one is just that cafe is so good we've been really fortunate with how successful our barrel programs become um and two years ago is when we did the transition to cans. We killed the, la the bottling line we had at the brewery and said, look, we're just gonna make this transition and go 100% can. At that point, we were down to, the only time we were bottling was once a year for our Deepwood series. You know, yep. we were packaging those in the, you know, whether it be a 22 ounce or a 750, that's what we were packaging and decided, you know, it's time to make that transition to four pack can. Uh, we actually drove the cost per ounce to the consumer down a little bit. So it's a bigger overall price tag, but the value is a lot better, and you're not having to drink all the beer in one sitting. And I think today's consumer sees that. You yeah. know, they yeah. know they, it's a quality thing. The, the cost is not even a factor sometimes anymore. You know, no. people are like, right. yeah, with, I with, know what I'm getting. With you know? all of the knowledge does, I mean, even the market and the secondary markets, knowledge it has been more relevant now in today's market. 
Absolutely. Um, but you know, Revolution and uh, the people that create it aren't really strangers to the barrel aging industry. I mean, you have probably one of the best mad scientists in the industry <laughs> uh, as a head brewer. So. Uh, He's one of my favorite guys in the beer industry and just an overall great guy. And um, I'm talking about Jim Seabeck and uh, it's cool to see what he's done with Revolution and, and all the things he's done there. And I mean, his impact on, on all of this great beer. He's spent like, I didn't, I wasn't fortunate enough to see the beginnings of it. Um, I've only been at Revolution for a little over two years now, but that guy is a wealth of knowledge. He is amazing to talk to and yeah. always super friendly when seen him in the brewery. So highly right. respected. Yeah, That's for sure. very cool. For I sure. I hear a lot of stories about him around here <laughs> when I'm doing events. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hey, uh, call him Lemonhead. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me just go do yeah. that to one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Lemonhead. You know, well, I'm like, not quite there yet. Yeah, like, right. uh, no, thank you. I'm not my place. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, also, today we got uh, Lisa brought in a, uh, a barrel-aged sour here from New Belgium, a Wood Cellar Reserve uh, for the Oscar. I have been fortunate enough to try this one also. Uh, it is amazing. I'm excited to try that one today. Uh, as far as things go in, in New Belgium right now mm -hmm. and what's going on, uh, what's next on the agenda for them? Like, what's their next big push? Are they leaning more towards going towards the sours? You know what, our sour program is always kind of uh, just reinventing itself. You know, we, we have some solid sours that we do every year. We do our La Folie, which is kind of what brought us to the dance. Um, we do our Le Terroir, which is our dry hop sour. Um, this is our Oscar. So our Oscar base is um, pretty much what we use in our sour program. Um, that we actually got Leopold barrels, um, blackberry whiskey barrels that we've used specifically for this one. Um, so this is kind of a rare, this is a very rare bottle. Actually, we don't even have this in Indiana, but um, I had it shipped from Colorado. So oh, yeah. special for, for you, Dave. Us? Oh, yeah, for us to sample. But yeah, no, you know, I, I think a lot of people, it's funny because, you know, and not to get, you know, too off the, the wall here, but the fact that, you know, New Belgium, we've had Fat Tire, we talked about Fat Tire. We've talked about the Mural, which is our Muralita. So I think that if anything, if anybody takes anything away from New Belgium, the fact that we're trying to be diverse, we're trying to be innovative, we're trying to stay on the cutting edge, but also, you know, our sour program is one of the oldest in the country as far as um, how long we've been making sours and, and solid sours. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the hard part about it is sours are definitely an acquired, uh, acquired taste. Right. I think you guys can both agree with that. Like. Something like this, you know, um, some of these deeper, bigger ABVs and, and just really um, true to sour brands are really an acquired taste. So something like that is, you know, you know you're not going to drink, have somebody that drinks a bunch of IPAs and go, oh yeah, right. try this Oscar. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's very, you know, complex and they're just not really going to understand it. So that's a, like, let's start the night off kind of, you know, you don't sit and drink a six pack of those or anything. No, it's a, pol well, you know, it's a polarizing it, style. It is. Yeah. And it becomes a brand that, you know, like a bottle like that where you go, oh, I'm going to go to a special event today. Ooh, you know what? This is a perfect event. Like my anniversary or my, you know, like I have an Eric's Ale, which is my favorite from yep. New Belgium, um, it's peach sour that we made. Um, Eric Zelzar was our brewmaster for that, and um, I'm holding that for my 13 year anniversary this year, just because of that reason. Like awesome. that's what I'm saying. Like that's what you do. You hold those, or when you go to something like a Dark Lord Fest and you want to do something special, and um, that's what which you is, use those coming beers for, which is coming up this weekend. This weekend, yeah. yeah, and it's uh, Nash. Well, it's Indiana Craft Beer Week this uh, this week also. So we're celebrating that, I guess, it, right away this yeah. week. <laughs> Like with the Colorado and style. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's not been a bad Monday, but um, right. 
as far as everything at uh, Revolution, Andy, and this summer, what what are some great events or some things coming up this summer for Revolution? Um, some things I'm really excited for. We and it's not necessarily in the region here, right? Right. Uh, but we've got the Tour de Ford out in Fort Wayne. Okay. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I'll and be the, there. And like, uh, <laughs> nice. Let's ride our bikes together. Oh, I'm not riding. I'll be. <laughs> I'll be doing some other dumb things. I was uh, hoping you'd say that. Are you going to dress up like a superhero again? I am not doing that again. Those costumes were not made for my build. <laughs> I wish we had reference pictures. I think you're going to have to send me some. I do too. Can... There might still be uh, an open HR file on this. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just... a little girthy for those. <laughs> I thought you looked great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, See, awesome. yeah. She's always just positive reinforcement Absolutely. over here, but yeah, making you feel great about yourself. <laughs> but if you have those pictures, they're seriously, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're on the company directory somewhere at this point. Oh, great, excellent. There, and there's just like blurred spots in it. I'm wearing my Wonder Woman yeah. costume. I don't know if that matters, but oh, under awesome. that, yeah, or then. I'm wearing my Wonder Woman costume. Oh, to, to the tour de four. Yeah. So tell us I'm about like, like about the event. Well, I say Lisa's very familiar with it too. It's really cool. So Vince Corona and his dad Steve put this on and they focus on a lot of veterans foundations mm -hmm. so they get money from local businesses to be part of the ride the entry fees all that you get about 2,000 riders yeah. and it's essentially oh just a bike based pub crawl <laughs> with no official map that's great so people are like Your specials, hey. they get fun stuff at each stop you know oh, they yeah. go to it's very really cool, cool. Yeah. it's an absolute blast it's they pretty much shut down the town for it yeah. uh, last year was our first year doing it and we were real fortunate to uh, spend a lot of time with Vince and Steve, um, so I'm really excited to yeah. get year two under the way with them. And it sounds yeah. awesome. It sounds like a good event. Yeah, we'll be out at uh, Deer Park in Force out there. Okay, so that'll be good. We're doing a little, you know pre-party the night before. Definitely. Any big uh, Deepwoods tastings or anything like? I know we just had one. Uh, what was it for May the fourth? There was one huge one that had a I bunch of the deep woods. Oh man, that was in Illinois. That was the the tap list on that one was insane. Was though. that at cellar door? I think it, yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere. But, and, um, but yeah, they must have just saved all the goodness for the, for, for that the deer cellar one. I don't remember which, but that is uh, that's definitely a fun event, especially with you know our beers there. Oh, yeah, right. how does that work? Puns. So you guys have like a special like allocation of beers that you kind of store for stuff like that Andy like is that what it how it works like you're like oh this is like the it kind know, of so it'll work and I'll be all we're gonna send this to that fast because it's you know yeah and we, we do try to keep like a small library of our barrel aged and vintage mm -hmm. stuff that we're able to sit on for a little while at the brewery that distributors uh, pull from or can say hey we have a special event yeah and we can mess around with it and stuff that we plan for at the brewery but also um it's really trying to manage your distributor's inventory well and on the initial ship initial shipments either having those set aside at the distributor for the event or getting it to the account and making sure they hold it right. for the event so yeah, yeah. Uh, revolution saved my back a couple times at some bigger events when you guys were able to give me some things that would kind of ease the pain of uh, some things blowing and going off before <laughs> people got there so there was that one year we i don't know when I think it was when CBS came back or something. It was. And I think it lasted maybe two hours. And everybody was like, oh, we're on a seat. And I was like, wait, <laughs> we have Cafe D <laughs> and Deeth's Tower. And we like put that on it. And everybody's like, oh, okay, never mind. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh, you have this? 
okay, cool. And then you know, for the next whatever two hours that was on, I think it made it through the night, but was gone quickly the next day. And it kind of, you guys helped me out on that one because we did so much, you know, work together and we were able yeah. to like, you know, you came and kept your finger on the pulse of what was going on. And Lisa is another one that do, does this. And uh, I don't think you guys get enough credit for how good you do your job. And uh, not everybody, unfortunately, is like that in the business, uh, how it is. But uh, the way that you guys handled your accounts and when I was in this industry was awesome because we got to actually plan for things and, you know, like look ahead on what we're going to do. And I think some of the events that we threw together were some of the best events and the most fun we got to have. So oh, they were a blast. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't ever going to be like, Hey, will you dress up in a superhero costume? For me? <laughs> Thank you so much. But you would. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> like, you would. We have kids here at Doc. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like we won't. No spandex. Something. Yeah. No, span no, no spandex. spandex. You have to wear uh, sports shorts over your spandex. <laughs> So for you this summer at New Belgium, what are some of the things you're getting excited about? So the mural, which I um, talked oh, yeah. about earlier that's in the patio, to, That's the patio our, uh, drinking machine so right there. we actually partnered with uh, Primus Brewery out of um, Mexico City. And what's funny about that is, you know, it's an, agua, uh, it's an agua fresca cerveza, so fresh water, fresh fruit water. Um, so what that means to us is the fact that, you know, it's kind of funny, everybody with Mexican beers always thinks about the beach, you know, it's kind of all about the marketing of the beach. And, you know, this is more about like Mexico City, the culture, the actual culture uh, and what we're trying to do here. So you'll see a lot of like agua frescas on like food trucks and things like that in Mexico. So what we wanted to do is kind of bring the beer side of things, but a little bit more fruiter, you know, lighter, easier drinking. So we made this mural, uh, we made mural we have a mural cocktail, which is a miralita, which is what we're drinking here. So fresh agave, it's got... So with um, the original miralita, tell me, did the tahine have... Was that on the recipe? It was not. Did you add it that? was not. That was did a you, Dave Fong special. Did you write corporate on that one? Um, I didn't, but I'm going to. <laughs> you probably should. And I'm going to pass on this, uh, this <laughs> whole should, little session definitely. here. The Dave Foreman turned me on to the tahine when he was working at Docs, and... Uh, Awesome. You made me the most amazing uh, watermelon margarita. That oh, those you guys were good. Those were good ones. With the tahine rim, and I was like, I was addicted ever since. So ever since I like, yeah, put tahine on my kids' eggs, and he's like, what is this crap? <laughs> You're going <laughs> like, crazy with this it. Red stuff on me. But uh, no, I love it. I put it on watermelon, it. but yeah, it, it just formant. makes a nice little. <laughs> yeah, it's put, like like Andy said earlier when he sipped it. He's like, it just brings a nice little spice to it. So. Um, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that it's pink, you know what I mean? It's it's a very nice, refreshing, summery drink. Oh yeah, so good. It's and incredible. We'll definitely have the recipe for you guys. We'll put that on too if anybody's interested in it because it is such a great recipe. I mean, it's agave, it's lime juice. 170 calories. Yeah, and it's only 170 calories. Yeah. So I mean, if you're like looking to stay... Version, uh, like a, I hate, can I say skinny girl margarita? <laughs> yeah. I'm always I working on my name, beach pod, I guess, you know? Yeah, right, beach pods, exactly. <laughs> my dad bought yeah. beach pod, you know, right. whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> Either one. Mm -hmm. But obviously the marrow so is something that's body by marrow. Can I pull out another can? Of course. You can put this one back so we don't get that one. Don't get them all messed up. Yeah, yeah. So we've also got a passion fruit colch. Can we sample that? I haven't tried this one. That's yet. our adult yeah. juice box. Are we, are we able, do you have your own? Or yeah. no? Really? Do you Andy's share? Andy, you share? show me up on the, on the plastic. <laughs> I'm not going to show you. All right, well, I want to share that. I do have. <laughs> I do have, but they're out in the hallway, so. So here. We'll just put black tape put on it. We'll, 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 we'll censor the logos, I guess. Yeah. There we go. So this is our passion fruit Kolsch. Slayer can't wait to censor stuff So you know what's out. great? It's totally easy. You know what's great about this beer is it's so funny because everybody, you know how everybody, you guys know how this goes with everybody, IPA. Everybody's IPA, IPA. Is it an IPA? 
I want an IPA. Do you have a double IPA? Oh, yeah, it's moving. It's like this is a cop. This place is haunted, so it's cool. It's, it's still moving. This is our Kolsch. Kolsch's so, are that light. Kolsch's are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, Kolsch's are so good. Kolsch's are just like friendly to everybody. They love everybody. Well, they're, is, like, they're like the hug of the party. Yeah, they're I could like, smell oh, passion cool. fruit from here. It smells amazing. It smells amazing. A lot of passion fruit. I mean, how do you not like love that? If the it's, fact that the sun is out. It's yeah. delicious. It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's great. Right? So passion fruit Kolsch is one of our, it's part of our Up Next series that we just created. Um, uh, as far as our seasonals, um, so that's kind of that and mural together and um, yeah. Awesome. This beer, yeah, is very drinkable, very crushable. Yeah. On the crushable scale, Andy could probably shotgun this beer in under two seconds. Let's We're see. not gonna try it. Can right we now. try it? I got another can over here. I, I do have a drive to Detroit later. We'll on have to go do this so. off oh <laughs> You're driving to Detroit today? Yes, sir. Is it beer related? It is. We got a crew drive going on up there this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. You guys just hitting the Detroit markets hard, huh? Uh, trying to this week, yeah. Awesome. We see a real positive lift from those. Mm -hmm. um, actually, just had one here in northern Indiana last week. We covered South Bend I and heard. northwest Indiana. <laughs> Everybody's hitting South Bend, Elkhart pretty hard. Yeah, I, those are the new good, markets here. Good beer huh? market. Such a growing a market. For us. Hey, don't hate. You know, like yeah. remember who got you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't so forget about so the region. It's only so much time you can spend in Belfort and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget this place. I'm out. Yeah, it is good to get to do and meet new people, and yeah. because when you get that buzz and people are, because people are ex just as excited as I was when mm -hmm. Revolution was coming into Indiana, you know, and. Yeah, you feed off of that, and that's how you want to do your job, is with the most excitable people about it, the most yeah. knowledgeable people, and, and give them the tools they need to sell your beer, and ultimately kind of like... For sure. You know. And you know what's crazy about that is that I think Andy could probably attest to this, because we've talked so many times on the side, but oh, yeah. the fact that when you do these beer fests, and um, you, you always think that you're... I used to... I remember having to study before a beer fest to make sure that I knew all my like, you know, the IBUs, the ABV, the hops that are used, the characteristics of the hops. And then it's like, you do that and you would get out there and you'd be selling your product and it was like, people just love beer. Like they didn't, yeah. you didn't have all these like this, like, you know, stress of like, people are going to ask you what kind of hops are in that. And you're like, How dare what? You not know. And it's those like, and then that was like, you spent three hours and you're like, that was so fun like oh my god people were just enjoying beer they didn't ask about like they didn't care to know all the details and how it was brewed and and it was like that's what craft beer is about to me yeah. that's what craft beer is about like the everybody the takes it yeah. well that the camaraderie yeah. and everybody takes it differently like yeah. you know yeah there's that five percent of beer geeks that are like well can you tell me about the gravity and the <laughs> play-doh blah, blah blah and you're just like no i can't because i'm in sales <laughs> yeah. and um it's just good beer. So, I right. mean, it's like, that's kind of where we, we take it to, you know, that's where the suppliers like us kind of take it to a, a level where you're like, yeah, we become the brand and we become like what you want to know about the beer. So yeah. as so, much or as little as you want to know, I'm sure Andy can get into a lot of the graphic of it, but I'm like, uh, chemistry, not my thing, but <laughs> yeah, I'm more about the like, I could tell you all about, you know, a little bit of the background behind it and the passion yeah. behind it. But And, and a lot of time, like a, the craft beer is about that story. That, like, exactly. where the like, like the naming behind Fat Tire. Yeah. That's an awesome story. Or the story right. it's, it's the yeah. romance of the story. It's sure. like, that's romance. a lot of the craft it's a great word. The world to me. Never heard that story of Fat Tire either. Neither. I never knew about you that. You didn't? No, never knew about that. Yeah. Not You're that was way awesome. more knowledgeable than me. That's not true. You do your job very well. <laughs> and the chemistry and all of it and all the nerdy numbers and what goes into it. Like, that's fun. It's awesome to learn if you're a dork, but... <laughs> 
and 99% of your job, yeah. you're never going to use that stuff. No, mm-hmm. they just, they're in the here now. They want to know what's new, what's the variety, what yeah. do you have new? Oh, that's great. That was out two months ago. What do you have now? What is coming mm-hmm. out? You know, it's like They want the insider information. Yeah. They do, for sure. And, and I love that because it keeps you on your toes. As a sales is, rep, it keeps you on your toes. How often have you talked to, um, like, say, a liquor store chain? They're like, well, how many IV user in the beer? That's going to determine never. whether I put it on the shelf or never. not. Never. Never. They don't care. They don't even know How what IBU stands you? for. Yeah. They're like, what's IBU? What does that mean? Yeah. I don't get it. But, yeah. I mean, it. so your experience in the industry, like, from when you first started in, um, kind of like in this area to now, like, what have you noticed in changes and, and trends? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's been so many changes. It has been a roller coaster. It happens quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even just the changes that I'm seeing. It's like how I feel like I've kind of evolved throughout it. So I'm noticing things quite a bit differently now. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I mean, IPAs are pretty much the monster of the market, but it's not just, here's a big, dry, hot bomb IPA. We're into hazies and milkshake IPAs. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot more success for like, I mean, that passion fruit coals, we're seeing a ton of success with fruited beers. Oh, yeah. That's going to kill because it's delicious and easy drinking. Yeah, crushable, definitely. Uh, I mean, we're seeing like sours pick up. We're having a lot of success. We're in the second year of our Freedom Series now. So right. Freedom of Speech just came back on the last couple months. Which is, yeah, and it's kettled sour. Yeah. It's like 4.5 peach. 4.5%. Peach, yeah. peach uh, kills it. Yeah, it's so, so good. tasty. So good. Yeah, I love that um, beer. I just, saw you, at, um, yeah, what I you just got saw you at a tasting event over here. I got it with me. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me slam like, this one. <laughs> <laughs> this you know, is a tasting event. This is a dangerous Monday morning. It is. It's Friday, I thought you said. Oh yeah, it's Friday at seven. Sorry. But the day for sure ends in a Y. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, but let's do All right. There are no bathroom breaks here, so we're just living on the edge right Sweet. now, folks. In case yeah, you didn't know. On. I'm okay. about you guys. <laughs> uh, Pro move. It is. I'm 52. She's I hope I learned by now. 29 years. That'll that's what'll get you. That's the one thing I want you to take away. Now I know what outfit I'm wearing to Dark Lord. There you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you big old baggy pants. Waterproof. Lara. I love this Amateurs. I love this beer. So can I tell you my first revolution story? Do it. Do it. So um, it was so funny when I was uh, kind of fighting against the whole local, you know, because, I mean, New Belgium, obviously, we have felt the, the hurt of a lot of the local right, breweries. Right. And I think that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm a supporter 100% regardless. Well, you're of in a saturated you market of, like, this oh my God. standard that is <laughs> Right, like in Northwest set. Indiana, yeah. it's like, what? Whoever thought there'd be this many local One of the beer meccas of the country, it's I It's amazing. Feel like, yeah. I think I'm almost, I think I'm blessed to live where I do. But um, I, remember, I remember fighting revolution for so long, and I didn't like it because, of, obviously, um, I, Andy's uh, boss is somebody that I used to work with through the years, whatever, Don Bischel, and I love him, I highly respect him, but the funny thing about it was we were like, oh man, this revolution's coming up, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna like their beers, and you know, you know it's like you automatically have it in your them. head, like, fuck yeah, them. them, they're local, and blah, blah, blah. And then I had um, Rosa, and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Like, oh. this is, like, because I'm more of that fruity beer drinker. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big guy, you know, imperial double, blah, blah, blah. Just comes out killing so, you with kindness. Oh, my God. The Rosa <laughs> was like, I fell in love, and I was, like, searching this beer out when they came out with it. And I went down to the brewery, and I had a tour. Oh, my God. <laughs> giving out presents already. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> Slam this bad Oh, there I, we go. Another shotgun. And yeah. Oh my god. That's a <laughs> We're doing level. shotguns in the in so the So yeah, front. That, I mean, I just I give a lot of props to Revolution. I love, you know what I mean. I I don't think if anybody 
anybody knows me locally or whatever meets me locally regardless if you're from a local brewery I think they know that I'm I, I highly respect craft beer I respect craft beer I don't have a bad thing to say unless I have a bad experience with something mm-hmm. um, and rightfully so which any consumer would do right but right. that's totally fair I absolutely are you a yelper I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Right. Okay, I don't then you're like, all right. I'm not going right, to scream then. from the. I'm not going. You know, I have a bad experience. I'm not going to. I just scream do it to get a better seat. Like, oh, that. they suck because of one <laughs> the bad proverbial so. mountaintops of yeah, yelp. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. You don't want to do that, huh? No, I just keep it to myself because I always feel like people need a second chance, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, something ha- could have happened. Everybody has a bad day. Oh yeah, definitely, and especially in the service industry because well, for uh, sure. I mean, you're ultimately all the brewers and and they're putting their product and it's a very unglorified job. And uh, they're putting that in the hands of people they've never met. And ultimately, it's up to you and Andy to like get out there and educate these staff and, and servers and uh, bartenders on what they're selling. Sure. And to get them just as excited about it as you in a market that is completely flooded and has mm-hmm. been set by a standard, which is, you know, three Floyds and then there's 18th Street and mm-hmm. like all these crazy breweries off square coming up and, mm-hmm. and the way that New Overfall just does everything consistently mm-hmm. very well super clean beer. yeah so good and uh it's it's crazy so um just you know i understand and uh but luckily they have you to uh, <laughs> to do that so i think you guys are going to be in good shape well, very well and new belgium does an awesome job i mean it's consistently an example when we're talking about like the sort of things we want to be able to grow into and the type of marketing we want to be able to utilize well, that's yeah nice. because ultimately that's a lot nice. of people were trying to get that buzz for themselves in yeah. this area or they don't like the fact that you're you know you you know you're now national so when you yeah. become a national brand all of a sudden it's like oh you're not a craft brewery you know what i mean it's like it's it, it's like really wait a minute funny. we're getting chastised for being like successful i don't understand that like i never got that no it's because i don't look at it that way i think it's kind of funny in my mind because there's a lot of times where the guys that are criticizing you for getting bigger have that as an end goal in mind. Yeah. Well, don't you think? I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is not the goal to have be successful, money. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people don't. They want to stay local and small, and I think that's amazing too because that that's a hard. That's even harder yeah, to try to balance those. that to stay, you know, not get too big but yet be local. And uh, and I love those companies too. Those breweries are amazing yeah. as well. But like, why do you want to talk bad about somebody that like has made it or gotten successful off of doing what you're doing? Yeah. So. There's- kind of hard a hard line to walk really yeah so and and so like right now in ending like what do you think that uh what, <coughs> what is your favorite thing that you like about craft beer and why why you got into it i, was, I got into it for the beer first and foremost i really <laughs> got into the beer first and now it's just kind of like i want to share my excitement with everyone <laughs> i really like, i get excited about these beers i still nerd out about it no, totally. and I, I love coming in and being like oh my god you'll never guess what we're doing now and, and those there's are, a good story about this i mean we were just at crown yeah and uh, I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this yet we are uh, okay i know exactly uh, what you're talking uh, about okay, so uh, i brought a couple oh, a nice. so uh the I like the hazy has been a, a kind of a movement that's happening and not one that's been adopted by most traditional brewers because of the uh the change in how it is but um i tasted one from revolution that is new uh and i think it's totally unique different and i love the way that it's going it's it it has almost this 
Tinge, there's not just straight juicy, and no. hazy. it's kind of got a little bit of a bitterness to it. Welcome, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, it's really, so a little insider information here, folks. It's you know, and we've released it to a small degree in the Illinois market. Um, we're calling, we're going to be calling it Northeast Hero. It's going to be the next in our Hero series line. But we've been testing it. You know, we started off with a a batch called Training Haze, the brewery, where <laughs> we took the original batch of beer, split it into four fermenters, used four different yeast strains um, to see which one we liked the best, kind of get the um, right flavor profile, right mouthfeel, everything right. from there. And since then, we've done a few other um, hazies. We did uh, Jumpy Juice, Jumpy Juice 2.0. We're on the test batch of our Northeast style IPA or Northeast Hero that it will hopefully eventually be. Um, I have no doubt. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's it, really good. It's really tasty. And we've also done this fun process where we're getting our distributors involved and, uh, you know, hey, try this beer. Tell us what you think so we can get some feedback on the beer before it hits final production. That's awesome. So that, that's been really fun to include them and make them part of the process. And Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's that part's been a blast. That makes people uber excited about yeah. beer because you know it's like they almost have this kind of inner influence and like maybe maybe you know they don't have to be as i mean they're it's still educating them yeah. and making them knowledgeable about it what's but. funny about that too is that and not to like be like oh i got one up i'm not trying to one up you but oh, we did whatever. our boat voodoo program yeah. um, which just reminds me of that because that i voodoo think the program is insane so we have our voodoo awesome. ipa series mm -hmm. and we did a rotator series and we have coming up for the fourth quarter we did a vote voodoo so we had kind of it was all social social media driven so right. there wasn't a lot of advertising about it but it was like vote this one or this one and it was basically just on the graphics and the look and the characteristics of each beer yeah. and it was two ipas and it was like vote on social media for which one you want and i just thought you know i'm a little older so again the social media thing is like well it is oh, it's good but on. it's like i don't live by social media but um, it was ridiculous. Pictures. I had sales reps, like I'd see people on the street or sales reps on the street and they'd be like, so which one won? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, which voodoo? Which yeah. voodoo are we getting in the fourth quarter? Like they were like so excited about it. Like what Annie just said about the fact that you get people involved and they just want to know if like they're part of it. And um, it was like a whole new element of like, wow, like this is, this is real yeah, deal. People, this is, like, people are stuff. becoming like, educated and very excited about things. They want to know. They want to be part of it. <laughs> they want to make decisions. They want to have like, you know, there's win and... It was really cool. I just I thought that was really. There was one other thing I want to touch on with New Belgium and uh, 420 has just passed us by and uh, mm -hmm. we got to have this beer called the Hemper. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to tell the people a little bit of. That's all right. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, no, the Hemper is yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's it's just an incredible beer. I. Uh, it's got the the smell. Been, I was gonna say the it, aromatics it's got a, of it's it got a great are aromatic Yeah, too. the aromatics so, are incredible, and everybody like says the same thing. You, <laughs> a yeah, fish concert. You smell it. <laughs> you like, smell it. You drink it. It's two different things. The smell, the aromatics of it, and yeah. the actual sensory that you get from the taste of it are incredible. So the look I got when we opened it on the lines at Docs was pretty hilarious. Because um, when you open it, it's kind of like opening up a, <laughs> a big bag of weed. Yeah, seriously. pretty much. So, um, pretty much. So when you push it through the lines and the like CO2 hits it and the, and, and the O2 hit it, it just like filled up the whole yeah. restaurant mm -hmm. like somebody was just smoking a lot uh, yeah. of loud, loud weeds. But so, the best yeah. thing about uh, that beer is that it doesn't have that lingering effect like when no, you taste it. No, it's like, very smooth Everyone says the same thing. They're like, it's clean. It's like you, you smell it and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's what I'm going to taste. And then you taste it and you're like, 
gosh, that is a really nice balanced IPA. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. just turned out to be a really nice. You're like, I was really impressed myself because I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, really? Like, ooh, weed in a beer? Like, you know, weed's great, beer's great, <laughs> but you know, like, like do I want it Keep together? Them separate. Keep yeah. them separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I love that beer. And it, to be honest, it's doing great in Northwest Indiana. It is. It, it killed really it. is. It really I think uh, really the well. longest it lasted at Docks was less than like four days. Yeah, it it's the like, fastest. I think it's the fastest rotator barrel for us. It was insanely good. Yeah, I love it. Very crushable too. Easy. Again, drinking. innovative. We're just trying to be a little bit, you know, trying to do stuff on those. You know, on the definitely. Variety. Well, it was a pleasure to have you guys here. I appreciate you coming in, and uh, this is <laughs> this has been an intense Monday here on the <laughs> podcast. And, Friday, uh, it's Friday. Friday, oh, it's Friday. He, Friday. He <laughs> Jeez. But this uh, podcast has been brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. We appreciate you all listening in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> 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 <laughs>